Alright, what is going on everybody? This is Jason Modar and welcome to my YouTube channel and podcast. So a Black Lives Matter activist and a former Food Network star is charged with murdering her adopted white daughter and abusing a couple other adopted white children as well. So here are the details of that story. So new details have emerged about the death of Victoria Rose Smith, the white three-year-old adopted daughter of a Black Lives Matter activist, Ariel Robinson. Robinson, the winner of Food Network Channel's 20th season of Worst Cooks in America, was charged along with her husband in the girl's death. Robinson, who is black, tweeted about white privilege shortly before allegedly beating the girl to death. In my house, my black children get treated the same as my white children, and my white children get treated the same as my black children, Robinson boasted on social media. It's a shame that when they go out in the real world, that won't be the case. But police say that Robinson's white children did not receive the same treatment as her black children. Smith's biological parents are now speaking out. In March of 2020, Victoria Rose Smith, age 3, was placed in an adoptive home with her two biological brothers. It appears from the start of them being in this home, they were abused severely. Victoria's biological family wrote on a change.org petition. Photos posted on social media appear to show the children always recovering from bruises on their head, neck, and arms, most of them on Victoria. We are calling upon the state of South Carolina to pass the bill to be named Victoria's Law, which will call for reform of the current screening process to become not only an adoptive parent, but a foster parent as well. Though authorities are yet to charge Robinson or her husband with the abuse of the other two adopted white children, separate care has been arranged. On Friday, the toddler was buried in the presence of her biological mother, former foster mother, and others. So the story, suspiciously absent from mainstream media news websites, and I wonder if, it because, if, if that is because it doesn't serve a particular narrative, but more on that later, more on that in a second. So... I decided, because I was curious, what other websites were reporting on this, if they were at all. So I went to CNN, I went to MSNBC, and I went to ABC News' websites, and I typed Ariel Robinson into their search bar, and lo and behold, would you have guessed that when I did that, nothing came up? Nothing about Ariel Robinson beating her adopted white daughter to death. That was really weird. And then when I initially put it into Google a few days ago, all that came up were local stories and a few conservative news outlets like the usual suspects, Fox News, having a story about it. But up until I looked at it just a few minutes ago before I went to record tonight's video, there wasn't anything on there other than that. But now People Magazine and a couple other larger outlets like that have picked up on the story because... Ariel Robinson tried to say that the reason why her daughter actually died and why her daughter's body was full of bruises was because her daughter drank too much water, was starting to drown on that too much water that she drank, and Ariel was trying to give her the Heimlich maneuver, and that's why she has all sorts of bruises over her. Now, obviously, that's a story that not even my one-year-old daughter would fall for, but nonetheless, that's part of the story that bigger outlets like people have finally started to pick up on and have started reporting on the story. But it's interesting that this is nowhere to be seen anywhere in the mainstream media. It's actually not interesting at all. It's not surprising in the very least. 
And why don't we go ahead and just address the elephant in the room and say that if this was a white, heterosexual, religious, Trump-supporting male, then things would be slightly different. And by slightly different, I mean incredibly different, almost altogether different. There wouldn't be a mainstream media website, social media channel for these mainstream media websites, or television channel that would not be discussing this around the clock. This would be the number one story. It would have been the number one story. We would still be talking about it. And why would we still be talking about it? Because cities in America across the country would be on fire. Remember the George Floyd riots last summer? Remember how much fun those were? All the looting, pillaging, burning, destroying at the hands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, the murder and the rape at the hands of Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Remember all that that was inspired because we wanted justice for George Floyd and apparently justice for George Floyd meant burning down businesses of business owners who had absolutely nothing to do with George Floyd's death and attacking and raping and murdering and destroying people and objects that have absolutely nothing to do with George Floyd and George Floyd's death. Well, that would have looked like, those riots would have looked like a day at Disneyland. It would have looked like you and your family went to Disney World in Florida and spent a day in Harry Potter World compared to what would have been the outcry and the backlash if a heterosexual, white, religious, Trump-supporting male had beaten a black three-year-old toddler to death. And you better believe that that would be the case. And if you don't believe that that would be the case, then you are living in a fantasy world. Now, why would a Black Lives Matter supporter beat her three adopted white children and beat one of them to death? Would it happen to be because there's something wrong with her worldview? Why, yes. Yes, there certainly is. This is not to suggest that every single individual who is a supporter or an activist for Black Lives Matter is a child abuser in waiting, but it does suggest that there are consequences, that ideas have consequences. What is the basic idea of Black Lives Matter? That there is systemic racism, that it is in place and is perpetuated by a white, in particular a white heterosexual male patriarchy, that system must be torn down, that there are massive disparities in our country, and that these disparities are explained by what? Racism, by systemic racism. Not that disparities could possibly be explained by any other and more logical and more well-reasoned pieces of argumentation or evidence that are out there. Disparities like, well, black people are shot by police officers at such a disproportionate rate. That's, that's actually not true and has been, been debunked thoroughly. Just the reason why people tend to believe that is because our aforementioned mainstream media tends to highlight these stories in which black people are shot and killed and or killed by police officers and so because those get the most attention people just automatically assume that that's the case but that's not true or other disparities about wealth about how white people have 10 times more wealth than blacks and how they make more than blacks even though they never ever seem to want to mention that the number one income earners in this country are Asians and Asians especially Chinese individuals and Japanese individuals have had to overcome a whole heck of a lot of actual discrimination and racism in their time in this country as well, yet they have seemed to have no problem whatsoever overcoming those disadvantages and those circumstances to rise to the level that they are. So they, it's Black Lives Matter essentially, essentially perpetuates a victim mentality that you, if you are black, or if you're a minority, but especially if you're black, you're the victim, and who is your oppressor? Who is the person that's victimizing you? The white man. The heterosexual male white man. That is the person that is the problem. And so when your worldview tells you this, 
that the white people are the problem. So it doesn't surprise me that the more enraged crazies in Black Lives Matter, which obviously Ariel Robinson was one of those unhinged individuals, and I'm not going to say that we should be pleading insanity for her, but clearly she had some unchecked sinful anger tendencies and her black lives matter worldview her hate of hatred of white people which she obviously had led her to commit this heinous heinous act so when your worldview leads you to do this you've either grossly misinterpreted it or you very accurately interpreted it and you need to get rid of it unfortunately for ariel robinson she did not get rid of this poisonous satanic worldview in time before she ended up murdering her poor innocent child now, Ariel Robinson and her husband, who is part of this as well, like all child murderers, deserve execution. And that's just not my cold opinion. That is biblical justice. That is God's opinion. That is God's economy. That is the way God sees things. Murderers, people who murder, deserve to be executed. That is the just and righteous sentence, especially for somebody who kills such an innocent as a child. However, Ariel Robinson is also an image bearer of her creator. So I'm not wishing Ariel Robinson a quick and speedy track straight to hell. I would honestly pray for and encourage all of you to pray for her salvation. Pray that she has a change of heart. Pray that when she goes to prison where she deserves to go, she actually deserves execution, but she won't she won't get executed. When she goes to prison where she ought to go, where she belongs, Pray that she receives the Lord. Pray that the Holy Spirit regenerates her, that she receives the gospel, that she begins to build the kingdom of God here on earth, starting within the walls of her prison cell, starting within the walls of her prison, that she can have a positive and encouraging effect for the kingdom, for the gospel, on her fellow inmates, and that she can be a changed person, that she can Romans 12 her whole life and get the renewing of her mind, that she can put off the old person, put off the evil, disgusting Black Lives Matter, put off the old evil person, controlled and dead in sin and can put on Christ and can put on a new person. I'd love to see her love to see her change. You can you can pray for righteousness. You can pray for God's vengeance to take place while simultaneously praying for what's best for somebody. And what's best for somebody, that's biblically what loving them is. Loving them in a sacrificial way, loving them in a way in which you put their needs above your own. And in this instance, the needs of Ariel Robinson is the gospel of Jesus Christ. She needs to, she needs her heart of stone that is polluted and contaminated by bigotry and hatred to be replaced with the heart of flesh. And also pray for the siblings who survive this and for them and the rest of the biological family's grief and all the other loved ones of Victoria Rose who was murdered. Those people have quite a task on their hands to overcome a horrendously difficult situation. I have a three-year-old daughter. I can only imagine the despair and the grief that I would personally be going through if she ended up getting beaten to death. That would be just a, a horrendously horrible thing to deal with and to overcome. So pray for them and pray that they get the support and the love and the empowering and the just showering of grace and mercy from the Holy Spirit to be able to comfort them and see them through this very difficult situation and pray that they find a forgiveness in their hearts for Ariel Robinson. Because the last thing I would want for these people to have is bitterness. Bitterness to entrench itself in their lives. Bitterness is essentially the, a poisonous pill that you swallow that only affects you. And so pray that they find within their hearts, forgiveness for Ariel Robinson. And even if they have to wake up every single morning praying to God for that forgiveness, and they have to forgive her every single day for some time, even for the rest of their lives, pray that, you know, forgiveness, um, that this 
right to retribution, that they release it, give it up to the Lord, and then are able to walk in peace and find a way to move on in a healthy way from a terrible and grievous uh, situation. Well, thanks so much for swinging by my YouTube channel and podcast to hear cultural commentary from the perspective of a Christian who's just trying to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. If you are enjoying the content, if you don't mind, please giving it a subscribe, a like, and a share. And speaking of all of those things, I'm at 97 subscribers as of the recording of this video, which is very exciting. I am three away from my initial goal that I had for this YouTube channel that I gave myself last summer shortly after I started this YouTube channel, which was to get to 100 subscribers, and I am almost at that goal. That is super exciting. So to all of you who have subscribed, I thank you so very much. Let's get to 100, and then the next goal after that, spoiler alert, will be to get to 1,000. That's right. I'm going from 100. I'm going to put another zero on the end of it, get to 1,000 subscribers, get enough hours worth of viewing on this page to see if we can monetize this bad boy and to see if I can really turn this whole YouTube thing into something special and long-lasting. And if y'all are enjoying it and you want to stick around for the ride, I appreciate you and hope you continue to do so. And have a great day.